this is the Franchise Friend Podcast. This is Charles Stovall, your Franchise Friend. Today we're joined by Tara with FranFun. Tara is here to talk to us about some unique strategies that people use to fund franchises. Tara, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Charles. Happy to be here. Tara, as I'm a candidate and I'm looking at funding my first franchise, what are some of the questions that you get around, you know, funding my first franchise and, you know, and how do you help people? Yeah, so really what what I am is I'm a funding strategist and I work with aspiring entrepreneurs because most are really unsure of where to start. They are unfamiliar with options. They're likely overwhelmed with information. So I help them to identify and execute strong funding solutions. Uh, we have a couple of funding solutions that we provide here in-house at Fran Fund. We do help our clients to obtain SBA loans. And then we also facilitate the ROB strategy. And ROB stands for Rollover for Business Startup. And it allows you to use eligible retirement dollars and invest them into your business without income tax or early withdrawal penalties. And sometimes people use a combination of those two funding solutions along with, you know, we can talk about home equity lines of credit or portfolio loans. So every situation is a little bit different. And that's where we kind of have that consultative approach for each individual perfect person in their business needs. So this is a very interesting strategy that I think a lot of candidates don't understand as an option, you know, is this, uh, this ROBS program. So um, if you could, could you just shed a little bit more light on that? Like, and how would I qualify for this ROBS program? What, what does that entail? Yeah, that's a great question. So ROBS, as I mentioned, stands for rollover for business startup. Also, oftentimes it's also referred to as a 401k rollover. Um, and really the only qualification for this program, Charles, is to have a previous employer retirement plan that is, is available for you. So whether you have a previous employer 401k or 403b, maybe you were in the military um, or you work for the government and you have a thrift savings plan um, or you've rolled those funds into a rollover IRA. Any of those funds are available. Um, typically a current employer plan is not eligible because most employers do not allow you to roll out funds while still employed. And then also a Roth IRAs very specifically are not eligible. But if you have any type of those accounts that I mentioned or a combination of those, basically what this strategy allows you to do is through your new operating entity, which is a C corporation that we would create for you. And then we'd create a new retirement plan that's sponsored by the C corporation, which is a retirement plan and a benefit for your new business. You have the ability through that 401k plan to invest into your own business versus the traditional market. So basically, you know, today, Somebody might be investing in Google or Apple stock or an index fund. This allows the candidate to invest their retirement savings into their own business where it can continue to grow. Um, the great upside to this using this strategy for those folks that will use it to self-fund is that there's no monthly payment, there's no interest. So without the overhead of a monthly loan payment, the business is able to cash flow faster and, and they're able to start their business debt-free. So credit, you know, income, collateral, you know, unlike an SBA loan, none of that is coming into play with the Rob strategy. Got it. And so you were saying that, is, is it possible to combine this strategy with another strategy or would you have to do Rob solely on its own? 
No, it can absolutely be in combination with a number of different strategies. So, you know, um, we'll probably talk about SBA loans a little bit, but on an SBA loan, they're going to want a 20% cash injection coming from the borrower. So if you're looking at a $500,000 project cost, for example, that candidate's going to have to put in 100,000 and then the bank is going to lend you 400. Now, maybe they don't have that type of cash on hand and savings and checking, or maybe they just want to capitalize on pre-tax dollars and invest into their own business through their retirement. So the ROB strategy can be used for the cash injection to obtain an SBA loan, or maybe they want to use it in combination with a home equity line of credit. It can be used in combination with other funding solutions. I think that's great to know. Um, if, uh, if I'm a candidate and I'm looking at uh, at possibly getting into a franchise, I think what is on top of my mind is, you know, how am I going to pay the bills, right? So if whether I'm going to keep my job, or whether I'm going to leave my job, or my current employer, and 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 start running this business on my own, how am I going to pay myself? So, um, you know, is there a strategy? Does, does SBA allow people to to do working capital? Does Rob's allow people to do working capital to add themselves on the salary? Does any of these strategies help people bridge that gap? Yeah, so there's a couple of questions in there, Charles, but the answer is yes. You know, um, Rob's, you can really roll over any amount that you choose to. And through the Rob strategy, you are able to pay yourself salary wages and bonuses um, as the business grows. You know, obviously on the front end, it's a reasonable and customary a salary. Um, for an SBA loan, typically, you know, that depends. Um, most lenders do want to see that there's still outside income coming into households while the business is getting off the ground and running because they just know that the business is not going to make money on day one. And they want to know how you're going to continue to cover your personal expenses, like your mortgage and your car payments. So some of that can come into play, but maybe if you're married, and you're quitting your job to start this business full-time, maybe you still have your spouse working in, in their spousal income or rental income, dividend income. So any of that comes into play. Um, some banks are flexible in assuming some small salary from a new business to meet their debt-to-income requirements. But I would, I would tell you that outside income is more important when we are talking about obtaining an SBA loan versus doing the ROBS. And then again, you know, ROBS can be used to pay yourself a salary while the business is operating. I think that's good to know. Um, so it, let's say that, you know, I don't have any, uh, any prior 401k money. I, so I'm going to be looking at the SBA option. If um, whether I'm looking at, you know, home services or whether I'm looking at something brick and mortar, you know, how much of, you know, what would be counted towards my 20% cash injection? as I'm starting to look, you know, like, would it be multiple territories? Does that count, you know, or is it only the first territory? If you, if you could share with us, like what is counted as that cash injection? Sure. So um, <laughs> the answer to that is really that it depends. <laughs> so it is different that you hit on there, um, a service-based business versus a brick and mortar. So a bank is only going to lend you money for a business that you are going to be operating at that time. They're never going to lend you money for a business that you're going to open, you know, in 12 to 18 months. So oftentimes for those service-based businesses where you're going out to your customer to provide a service, 
we see clients that are starting with two, three, four territories, but they're able to service all of those territories from the jump. Maybe there's, you know, one or two vehicles. So in that sense, if we have a service-based business that's not retail and brick and mortar, where you're servicing those multiple territories from the jump, then it can be all in one loan and all of those territory fees, or, you know, sometimes there's deposits on those count towards the cash injection. Now, when we jump over to brick and mortar, where there's a physical location, your clients are coming to you for a good or service. Typically, you're on a development schedule. Well, you might sign for two, three, four or more when you sign your franchise agreement, and then you're going to open them maybe every six, 12, 18 months. The bank is only going to lend you money for the location that you're opening at that time. So only the portion of the franchise fee that counted towards unit one counts towards that cash injection for the first location. Um, so again, whether it's service-based or brick and mortar, the, the cash injection that we're seeing today for an SBA loan is, is 20%. Um, that is fairly standard. And your franchise fees count towards that 20%. If there's a deposit on furniture, fixtures, equipment, a location, all of that is counting towards that cash injection and that 20% requirement. That's great to know. Thank you so much for sharing that. So um, as far as the SBA length, you know, like when should people start this process and does it, is it different for a service business versus a brick and mortar business? Not necessarily. What I would say is talk to somebody like Fran Fund early on in your process. So, you know, you think that I try to correlate it to, you don't go out and start looking at houses before you know what you can get pre-approved for. So, um, as you know, Charles, as you start to talk to franchisors, a lot of them before inviting you to a confirmation day or discovery day, they want to know that you have a pre-approval or a path for funding. So our services are very consultative and educational on the front end. We're going to have a one-on-one, -on -one, have you complete a brief financial questionnaire to talk through. Is SBA lending a good fit? Is it ROBS? Is it a combination? Is it, is it neither of those? Do you have some other options? Um, just so you know, and oftentimes it can help a candidate know what they might be able to qualify for, or maybe even what they're, you know, the amount that they're comfortable investing in. So typically, for at least the pre-approval process, I would suggest once a candidate has, you know, has a couple ideas in mind of, of the type or total project cost of the business opportunities they're considering, to at least talk to somebody to see about a pre-approval, because we can always recess uh, reassess as people kind of narrow in on particular franchise opportunities. Thank you. Um, so Tara, I guess if I'm a candidate and I, you know, here I am, you know, in Atlanta, Georgia or Boston, Massachusetts, and I've been banking with the same place for 30 years, mm -hmm. you know, what's the difference between, you know, someone or like Fran Fund versus the local community bank? Like, you know, what is it that sets you guys apart? Yeah. So what, what's funny is, is that we have a lot of people that say, you know, I have a great relationship with my bank and I'm going to go talk to them. And, and I'm sure most people do, but most of your local banks aren't doing SBA loans. They're not doing startups. They're not familiar with these franchise brands. So the national pre-approval rate for somebody that's walking into a bank to get an SBA loan is just under 35%. At Fran Fund, we have a 99% success rate in terms of obtaining loans for people that we provided a pre-approval letter to. So that doesn't mean we pre-approved 99%, but if we provided you with a pre-approval, we're going to be able to get you your loan. 
99% of the time. So really it comes down to, we have a very large network of lenders that we've been able to educate on the franchise brands that we work with. So it just becomes a much more efficient and less painful process than if somebody were to work with a local bank. So we know what banks are interested in, you know, $150,000 to $350,000 loan or a five hundred dollars to a million or a million plus, what banks are interested in certain industries or, or interested in your geographic area versus you trying to, you know, shop all of that on your own. That seems like a, a great resource. So, um, well, well, Tara, it, is there anything else that you think uh, that maybe candidates are typically ask you that maybe we're, we're missing today? No, I think it's just, you know, good to know that you don't have to have a money tree in your backyard to start a new business, that there's, there's some, you know, options out there. Um, again, our consultation is free. Our pre-approval for SBA loans are free of charge. There's no obligation and no hard credit inquiry. So if anybody has any questions or, or they're interested in having a one-on-one, um, Charles has all of my contact information and might be posting it here, but we're always happy to help. And you can also visit franfund.com for any additional information. Thank you, Tara, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And as always, very useful information. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks again for having me.